In today's latest Five Insightful Minutes, we're going to once again examine the current sentiment of U.S. consumers with our good friend and recurring OmniTalk expert, Signify's very own Senior Vice President of Operations and Corporate Development, Bennett, giving him roughly five minutes to respond in rapid succession to our tough questions. All right, Bennett, let's start with this one. As part of your recently released State of Commerce report, you worked with one poll to survey 1,000 consumers. Were there any big conclusions regarding the state of consumer sentiment as we adjust to this COVID tipping point? Yes, definitely. About two-thirds of the respondents um, said they were feeling some pressure from macroeconomic conditions, so inflation specifically and supply chain problems. And the way that we see that bear out in their actual spending behavior is say someone was buying $150 worth of groceries six months ago, they're still buying $150 worth of groceries, but instead of getting 15 items, they're getting 12 or they're downsizing from full gallon milk to half gallon milk. And so consumers are feeling that pressure and they're saying, Hey, I'm going to, I'm getting less for my money. They're also saying, hey, I really want this particular lamp or this particular toy. And the supply chains are saying, yeah, we don't have that. Come back in three months. And so a lot of the consumers are shopping around and getting frustrated and then just being like, you know what, I'm not just going to save my money. So those are the two big things that we're seeing from consumers. We are also seeing that they uh, really want to continue using these omni-channel methods of delivery. So we're seeing BOPUS, buy online, pick up in store and buy online, pick up at curbside, which went from maybe like 1% of traffic for retailers pre-pandemic is you know now actually a legitimate channel um, where people are expecting that kind of experience. We get that consumers are concerned about inflation and are pulling back and spending. That makes sense. But a little more surprising to us in the research was the enthusiasm with which they also seem to be taking it out on the merchants themselves with as many as one quarter of them saying that they've out and out cheated in order to get a product or a refund. What is that all about? Yeah. And those are the ones that self-select and told us right. that they right. to do it. So it's probably, well, we know it's a bigger problem than that, but um, I think people just feel like the social contract allows for it. Hey, hmm. retailer, I'm, I'm going to buy something from you. You're two weeks late. You didn't deliver on your promise. I, I can't renege. I'm not willing to settle for you know a 50th percentile or a 75th percentile customer experience. I'm not willing to pay full price for that. So mm-hmm. I demand the best. And consumers feel very justified in order to break the T's and C's that they don't really have a choice in, in doing it. And so <clears throat> the, the reasons that will cause people to feel that way um, are the, um, the payment, right? Getting frustrated with the lack of payment or a checkout that's really frustrating. That's the number one concern. And then the number two concern is a bad returns experience. And the definition, when you ask a consumer, hey, what does that mean to you? Um, the most common returns experience must have is an immediate uh, uh, refund, right? Immediate cash refund, not a gift certificate, right? So something that went from being a, ooh, let's have a customer service engagement. Let's try to engage with the customer is now has to be made instantly. And so retailers are having to figure out how to basically streamline and automate a post-fulfillment chain that, that has never demanded to be in the past. Okay, Bennett, in your research, you concluded that there were four main areas or four main challenges that retailers and brands should focus on. Can you break those down for us and what it is about those four that really raises them to the top of the list? 
online payments and the diversity of payment options is becoming a must for people. Let's call it 40 billion, um, according to 451 Research. So that's a big one, obviously, just dollar size wise. Uh, returns are becoming a huge problem for omnichannel retailers. I think it's partly people are starting to track it better now, but mm. NRF said that it's actually 10x from 2019. Cool. That big of a change, I think, is more about retailers being like, oh, I should take a look at this problem. And now we're actually getting a sizing of it. But I am seeing a lot of people with returns problems, empty boxes, that kind of stuff. The third one is fulfillments, meeting people where they want to go. Circling back to the consumers, more than 50% of people said they are spending online more now than they did before the pandemic. And about 40% of people want buy online pickup in store. Before, buy online pickup in store was like 1% maybe of a retailer. Now it's 10 to 15%. So getting the, the goods where people want them, when they want them, fast shipping, same day shipping, or I want to bundle everything. You got to have all the options, right? So the consumers get what they want. The last one is we're really seeing marketplaces take off, um, non-Amazon mm. marketplaces take off. And so if you're a big enough retailer, everyone's starting their own marketplace. And if you're a direct-to-consumer, you're trying to think, okay, do I do Rakuten and Amazon and Walmart and all these? Like, You have to worry about all of these different channels. And so those are four big themes that if people are doing those things well, we're still seeing really good growth from those retailers. Thank you, Bennett. Thanks, Bennett. Mm-hmm.